0: Okay, so Hi everyone, this is uh, Scott from Oscar Outdoors, uh, you're listening to Life of Movement. In today's episode we've talked about uh, life outdoors, my time in scouting and how I incorporate all of that into my everyday life. Stick with us.
1: Welcome back listeners, this is your podcast for inspiring, informative content for all things outdoors and health related, with interviews, reviews and experiences that will motivate you and inform you about all things outside. I'm your host, Kieran Clark. This is The Life of Movements. Hi Scott, what persuaded you to start Oscar Outdoors then? Um, I suppose it was kids, really.
0: Um, the kids obviously watch YouTube quite a lot and then uh, watching how other channels were growing and things like that and wanted to get involved in it. Uh, and they were a bit reluctant to letting them go out and do their own channels. Um, so after they wore me down a little bit, I decided to get out there and do a channel with them. Uh, filmed the first video and it just sort of took off from there. Really.
1: So it was the badgering of kids that managed to get you to you know, start it?
0: Yeah, um, literally just badgering me all the time. And I didn't know what to sort of base the, the channel on and then, I was, you know, what what would I do on it? And it was, just, it was so difficult and I thought, you know what, I'll just go out for a walk with the kids and just make them a can of hot dogs on the camping stove and, you know, see what happens and... Yeah, I loved it.
1: I said, mate, some people, especially at the minute, I find in lockdown, people are loving just watching outdoor content because we can't do it.
0: Yeah, it's it's so frustrating, isn't it? I mean, I've just, today I've just gone across and filmed a, a video on my hammock, and literally I could still see my house from where I was filming, and it was, it, it felt wrong to put a hammock up there, to be honest. I wanted it to be in the middle of the woodland somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's not quite, you know, the the darkest depths of Dartmoor on top on in Snowdonia or anything like that. You know, it's like a mile from your house.
0: Yeah, if not even that, 400 yards. <laughs> you know, lockdown's got us all going stir-crazy, hasn't it?
1: Oh, definitely. So, well, I spoke to Ash last week. He was the same. Yeah. He was just dying to get out, which I think we all are at the minute. It's a very common theme.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's, it's so hard um, being an outdoorsman because, you know, outdoors has really helped with my own mental health and stuff like that as well and being out and you know it's a reset switch for me and just not being able to do that makes you want to do it even
1: more. 100% I think it's like where the most undervalued thing is just spending time outdoors you know with your own thoughts away from everything is probably the best things people can do.
0: It is yeah I mean just sitting around a campfire Putting the world to rights over a a beer or a cup of coffee or, or, you know, whatever you choose to drink while you're out. It's just, I don't think there's any better feeling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just, there's no better feeling, is there, than just opening up to a a buddy over a campfire, watching bushcraft TV. (laughs)
1: Mate, honestly, it is amazing. As I said, from watching like Hayes, Outdoors, Ash and yourself... Yeah. I started actually looking at more like bushcraft-style camping, whilst before I was a bit of a geek, I was a bit of a through-hiker. So, you know, give me like 100 miles over a few days, I'll smash it out. You know, what yeah. you boys do is something completely different.
0: Yeah, here's Outdoors, it's funny you should mention him. I did a video not so long back that he promoted, and that was for men's mental health. That was a Show Us Your Steak. I don't know if you you come across that one or not. Oh, yeah, but, I
1: did see Show Us Your Steak.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I did a version of that, and obviously talked about my own mental health and things like that. And it, it was really good. But Hayes outdoors is such a funny guy, so comical. He's, he's just so natural on the camera. Where I still feel, at the minute, I'm a little bit wooden still.
1: Oh uh, yeah. You can't like let let yourself out. You're sort of there, like holding yourself back a bit. You know, your true self.
0: Yeah, I, I feel that way. But you know, it is me as well. know it's how i want to do the channel it's you know when i do the reviews i want to bring you a good review and i want to bring you you know the facts and you know the the specifications of a product but i want to bring you it in my own personable way as well
1: yeah yeah make it a bit jokey talk about like your like reviews and things Yeah, what's your vision for the channel like going forward
0: uh you know just sharing knowledge That's, that's all it's about isn't it you know If one of my reviews helps somebody else pick up a product cheaply or someone gets someone on a recommendation that I've done, it's all good because that's what it's all about, sharing the knowledge. You know, we don't get paid for making YouTube. We put a lot of time and effort into it, but it's slowly growing, you know. Hopefully, you know, some companies might pick up out there and... So, yeah, you've got to have one of these to review.
1: Oh, definitely, mate. You know, it's all about helping the community, which is what YouTube, Instagram, you know, the whole Wild Camping community, I find it's a very close-knit group of people that all sort of know each other or know of each other. And they all help each other choosing what kit to have, what walks to do, you know, all this sort of thing. It's all, like, corrective.
0: Yeah, I mean, as you said, the outdoor community is just, it's phenomenal. Um, and you know, but kit is personal to you, so I might suggest something for you, and it might not work for you.
1: Oh, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, so it's all about getting that adaptation as well, and you know, taking on board what other people are saying. But it's like raising a child, isn't it? You know, the, <laughs> there are set there are set ways to do things, but every child's different. Do you
1: know? Oh, man, I can't speak from experience. I don't have any kids. <laughs> yes, thank God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, f- five.
1: <laughs> You've got five?
0: I have, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh Mate, you're off your rocker. No wonder you have to disappear to go to the woods to have a beer. I would.
0: That's it. That's it. Yeah, I've got to uh, get myself out and get away from them. But, you know, obviously I've taken the kids with me as well because uh, the kids are in scouting.
1: Yeah, but uh, I saw on your... um. Instagram, I think it was a couple of days ago, you renewed yeah. your pledge.
0: Yes, we did. We did the, um, we renewed his promise on St. George's Day, which is like a, a scouting thing uh, that normally goes on. We normally do like a big parade around, you know, your local town or city or whatever, a bit of a march, and all get a chance to show off his uniforms, and, and then all get together in the cathedral and, and renew our, our promise, um, and obviously, because we couldn't do that because of lockdown, we all have been set the challenge to do it on his doorsteps. So I took the opportunity and made a video of us doing it.
1: <laughs> I think it's good. I think like this whole like scouting, um, I did Army Cadets when I was younger. Um, my little yeah. brother's on about doing it as well. You know, all these clubs and things that promote kids going outside and doing things are severely underutilised. I don't know what you think about that though.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, it was all we really had uh, was the scouting. It was the only time I could get away, you know, we didn't have the Playstations, the Xboxes and things like that. You know, we used to just go out and have fun outside, you know, climbing walls, climbing trees, that sort of thing. And they are so underused right now. I mean, we've we've got a group of cubs at the minute and they have got around about 20 kids in there. But, you know, we're not at capacity. We could still take more and more in. It's just a brilliant organisation to get kids out. My eldest son, all my hands up, we've made mistakes with him. He sits in his bedroom nearly 24 hours a day playing on his xbox but the other the, the kids after him you know they want to come outside they want to go and cook a can of hot dogs on the hills they want to come learn how to start fires they want to go and put a hammock up and just chill out for half an hour you know it's and he, again like i said he's raising kids and scouting is brilliant for that and he, that's what got me back into it helping my daughter um come out of a bit of trauma and i volunteered with scouting took off from there
1: oh uh, mate i put my hat off to you to volunteer with the scouts um i've not volunteered i've got a bit of a hectic life myself uh between full-time work honor reserves all this sort of stuff podcasting yeah. i've got no time but i'll take my hat off to you, you know dedicating your time to be a scout leader and you know help you know the country as a whole develop young people
0: yeah thank you it's it's probably the best volunteer job in the world because the satisfaction you get when you see a kid, if you show a kid how to light a fire with a ferro rod, for example, um, and the smiles on their
1: faces when they're like,
0: wow, he's not even got a lighter or anything or matches. And... Of
1: course, and, they're not doing it in their bedroom.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen that. I've got a sequence of videos on my, um, on my channel, actually the fire Friday videos. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that shows you how to make some tinders and things like that. And, I got a message from one mum saying, "These videos are absolutely brilliant, but now I've had to hide everything in the house." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so basically, you're educating a generation of pyromaniacs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Oh, um, I'll tell
1: you it, mate. The, the prodigy would be proud.
0: <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I'm a fire starter, twisted fire starter.
1: I watched one of your videos where you started a fire using a you know square dual-port battery and wire wool.
0: Yeah. I thought
1: that was cool. I've never looked at that before.
0: No, I came across that. I can't remember when I first saw it. Um, But it it was quite a a difficult one to film as well because the angles and things like that, I just couldn't get the the great connection between the steel wool and the, the positive and negative terminals on the battery. And it took a while to get going, but I left all that in. To show people, you know that it's not the easiest method, but in a pinch, it can get you out of a, you know, a life-threatening situation. Because you know we need fire, don't we? It boils your water, you know, it sterilizes food. You know, fire is just life.
1: <laughs> and yeah, what they say uh, there, don't they? It's like se- seven days without shelter. No, seven hours without shelter. Seven days without food. Seven weeks, or whatever it is.
0: Is it like three days? Uh, sorry, three hours without shelter. Three three days without water and three weeks without food or something like that.
1: Yeah, that that's it. I'll say shelter yeah. and fire is like one of the most basic human things we need to survive.
0: Exactly, yeah. And you know, going back to time at Caves, that's what it was, isn't it? It was just a hollowed out rock and we lived in that, just to provide ourselves a little bit of shelter, get us out of elements. And you know, I'd I'd do that I'd do that nowadays. <laughs>
1: Oh, good. <laughs> getting back to your roots but that's the whole thing though it's like we're in a you know we're in a world where you know we sit here like me and you right now we're talking to each other but we don't we're not even sat opposite each other we're talking through some box that's generating an electronic signal to some you know across the country yeah that's what we do you know we don't get down to our basics which is you know no. probably half the reasons why we're having problems as a country
0: yeah i think that's what what um the appeal was to me. I mean, when I was a, a kid, obviously, I was in the Beavers, Cubs and Scouts. And then I, I left and started working. And, you know, I, I didn't camp for a, probably around about 15, 20 years. Um, and then I don't know if you know why my channel is called Oscar Outdoors. because we uh, we lost a little boy called Oscar.
1: Oh, no, I don't, um, mate. Um, wow.
0: Yeah. Um, and when Oscar left, obviously, we were trying all kinds of different things. Um, to to try and help, you know, mental health and, you know, doing things like that.
1: Just to cope. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, a, a good friend of mine, Sam, uh, he'd, he'd been camping and gone to a bushcraft group and was telling me all about it. He says, we just sat under a parachute, sat the fire and got drunk. He says, it was brilliant. So I thought, oh, I'm, I'm having some of that. So I got myself like a really basic, cheap pop-up tent and, a, you know, a little flimsy sleeping bag probably similar to like tracing paper, it was that thin. Um, and I went along and, and I had a blast and then it just took off from there. Just, I loved it, you know, just being outside, resetting my switch and it brought me back to when I was a kid and how much I enjoyed it then.
1: Yeah, it's just getting you know, back to basics, yeah. which is one of the good things about wall camping. Yeah. But, you know, what you just said about, you know, having this paper thin, cheap sleeping bag and this, you know, small tent, yeah. you don't need... All the most amazing gear out there, you know. Yes, it is nice to have like a, you know, NeoAir X Therm or you know Hilleberg tent or all this sort of stuff. It is lovely to have, yeah. But you don't actually need it to get into this.
0: No, you don't. Not at all. You know, you, I think. Um, first of all, I think my first full setup cost me around about a hundred pound, and
1: that was for like a, I think that was around the same. yeah,
0: about a, you know rucksack, sleeping bag, sleeping mat, uh, cheap cook set. You know, and, and that's all you needed really. And oh, a, a knife, good more, a knife, you can pick them up between five and £10, pounds, can't you?
1: Yeah, it's like literally, there's so much stuff out there for, like on Amazon and eBay. You can just pick up some cheap deals, you know. Yeah. They're not the best, they're not going to last you forever, no. but to get into it and find out if you like it, perfect.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, of course, as well, you know, if you message somebody that's already into this sort of thing, um, you know, I bet because I. you you saw earlier on when we were on the the video call, I've got a lot of gear, but that's because I go camping with my kids as well. And, you know, I bet people quite happily, you know, come camping with you, lend you a bit of gear, see if you like it. You know, get in touch with people, ask, (laughs) what else, what more can you do? Exactly.
1: Well, this is so, but going back to, we're talking about community, you know, we all are there to help each other. Well, I've got, so much kit! I've got like four tents, three sleeping bags. I can't use it all at once. No, exactly. Yeah, um, you know, I've got
0: f- three, three man tents, uh, a four man tent, three hammock setups. Uh, you know, and, and again, like you have just said, you can't use it all at once. And my girls, Ellie and Bella, they do, they do love to come in the hammocks, uh, especially Bella. She's the, the younger of the two girls. And she loves her
1: hammock. She absolutely does. And but to be honest, mate, I've I've never done hammock camping. Um no. I was talking to Ash about it. Yeah. And I was like, what is this hammock camping thing? Uh, he had to like explain it to me. And he said, Once the weather got good, good, he's like, I'm gonna take you out, I'm gonna, you know, take you out and show you what this is like.
0: Yeah, uh, do you know it's it's brilliant. Um I think it, I've only been hammock camping myself now probably about two years. And that was through um you know the bushcraft group that I was talking about just previously, the West Yorkshire bushcraft group. Yeah. Um, Ian Binns, uh, who runs and organises the meetings there, he had a hammock, and I was like, I was like amazed because I had this like cheap pop up tent and the paper fin sleeping bag, and, and he was just in this hammock, and he just looked so cool. He had this aura about him, and I thought, that's for me. That
1: <laughs> I want so that I Gucci and, gear.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I went and got myself. You know. Uh, a cheap Chinese copy of what he had, uh, a big tarp, a big hammock. And I went back to the next meeting and I said, look, Ian, I've got all this and I ain't got a clue uh, what to do. And he, he set it all up with me and taught me off through it. And he, he's taught me a lot. I became like his, his little Padawan in a way, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then now, you know, I'm teaching people now how to tie knots because it's that easy. It's that simple. Once you've done it, it's so comfortable. It's You know, you're off the ground so you're not sleeping on a rock you've not got a twig you know you, you get a gentle sway it's like being rocked in you in a cot it's brilliant brilliant
1: mate hey, the more and more you guys tell me about this the more and more I'm getting jealous <laughs> honestly
0: I'll, I'll i'll send you one through the post if you want you can borrow it and send it back and uh, just go out stick it up between two trees just chill i mean i've just the video i've just done today was on the the snugpack tropical hammock yeah, and I, I did I did all the filming and this and that and the other. And then what I did is, because obviously we're only allowed out for an hour, it's only like a ten fifteen minute video. Um, I edited the video
1: whilst laid in the hammock,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> making good so, use of that hour's exercise. In brackets,
0: exactly. Yeah, well, not exercise. But I went what forty yards from my house or something, but yeah, it was still hammocking is brilliant. I was just there's so, there's so many pros to it.
1: I, I don't know. I always find myself in really stupid places camping like usually hmm let's go and do Snowdon oh wait I need to find somewhere to (laughs) camp you're camping on like some precipice somewhere "Hmm, probably not the best place but I've got like a full season tent I'll tell you something I've needed it sometimes
0: yeah I did um, a bit of an expedition walk going back to my friend Sam that I talked about who got me back into camping Uh, we did an expedition we caught a train from um, Keefley up to Settle okay uh, got off the trail and settled there. Uh, went to the pub, had a couple of pints and a sandwich, and then we walked back home <laughs> um, over three or four days. And you know, we camped out. I bivvy bagged Malham Cove. Yeah. You know, looking looking at Malham Cove when you woke up in the morning, there was no better feeling than that. And this was in February, and this this was down to because I'd, I'd gone, I'd found snug back, um, and you know, I got really into them. Because it's a, a local company to where I was working, near Keefley. Yeah. And, you know, and the, the gear was just phenomenal. I, I was so toasty warm. And this is, like I say, February
1: last year. Oh, mate, um, I was camping in December. I was in a boffy. Yeah. And I was freezing my knackers off. I'll tell you something. That's, <laughs> like, the main reason I upgraded my sleep system. I was, like, I'm fed up of being cold.
0: Yeah. Um, I've, I've not done boffies, but I've, I've looked at um, a few of them. I want to go to Scotland and do a lot, because it's uh, not really illegal to wild camp up there, is it? The laws are a lot more relaxed up there.
1: Oh, 100%. And the bobbies
0: just, yeah, the bobbies just look brilliant.
1: Uh, honestly, yeah. like the what was it? West Highland, Whale, East Highland, whale, something like that. That Those yeah. walks look incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, I've not really done much hiking, apart from the big the expedition that I do that. Uh, I told you about that, from Settle back to Bradford, mm. where I live. Um. And I do a bit of hiking with you know the clubs and the scouts and things like that. But I want to do a lot more expedition walks and uh, through hiking, uh, as you've mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to try and get the missus into it. The minute Um, it's causing a bit of a issue, I was like, "Oh come on, babe! You say twenty miles a day."
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, my missus has never even slept in a tent. Is she not? (laughs) No
1: you have not managed to rub off on her yet.
0: No, the closest we ever came—it uh, was on my birthday. Actually, she booked us to go away to a campsite, uh, and it was—we were glamping, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was basically a bed in a shed.
1: A bed in a shed.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that was that was closest we came. It had a gas powered heater in there. It was a really good. Good experience.
1: Oh, mate. I've I've seen some of these like new tents and things out. It is mental. I've got a ten-man tent for literally just me and the missus. Yeah. It is glamping. I'll tell you something. I went on a stag with my mates and I took a ten-man tent for six first and it was hysterical.
0: <laughs> I bet. <laughs> try trying to put it up when you're drunk. <laughs>
1: I've not, we put it up before we were drunk. I'll tell you something. The next day, we were there for three days doing white water rafting, abseiling, climbing. Wow. Um, and I'll tell you something. The, the last day, I was, yeah, not in the best shape. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm trying to organise them, the boys I was with, to take down this tent and how to pack it away from the royalty of my armchair because I couldn't stand up.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's kind of like being a scout leader. You'd be perfect. Exactly what we do. We sit down and tell the kids how to do everything. With... <laughs> get that fact I have to do with
1: big kids. <laughs> I love camping. I'm actually get the missus into it. She goes camping with me. Yeah, and we've gone to um, some adult-only campsites. That's adult-only, as in no kids alive. Not yeah. adult-only, as in back a chicken white owl.
0: Yeah, boom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't want to you know, think of the theme tune in my head, but I yeah. guarantee you could probably think of what I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah, I'm going through that, I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> How did you manage that? Because like I said, I've tried to get my wife into a tent. She's got a, an extraordinary fear of spiders, which doesn't help,
1: um, but yeah. So is mine as well, my other half's the same. Yeah. She hates spiders, uh, but I just bought that like, insect repellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what I did is coated the ga- ground sheet in that before we went, being the inside, so they didn't actually come in. Yeah. And it was quite hot. And I've got uh, basically standard military-issue sunscreen, which comes with insecticide inside of it, so it stops bugs as well. I was like, just put this on. No problems. I'll have to give that a go. Oh, mate, it's fantastic.
0: I'll let you talk to him and see if you can talk <laughs> it into it. I've been trying now. We've been married 10 years. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, I've, st- I've not managed it yet. She loves it when I go, though, because she can like spider on the bed, as she calls it. Yeah. Peace and quiet. She can watch what she wants, and she can sprawl out on the bed oh. and not listen to me snoring.
1: I don't. <laughs> My missus was sprawled out in bed last night. Uh, I came in. I was watching Sons of Anarchy. Half one, I came up, yeah. and she's taken up the whole bed. I don't have that while I go camping. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the beauty of hammocks. It's your space. <laughs> It's just you in there.
1: <laughs> well, unless you find a few critters, but who knows?
0: Yeah, they don't bother me. Nah. Add them to your chips.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too bothered by them at all, Joysha, mate. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. find that they don't really bother me. As long as you don't disturb them, they won't disturb you.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, uh, I went camping with uh, English woodsmen not so long back. Uh, and we were coming out of like the local woodland that we go to quite frequently that we've got permission to use, and we saw a family of deer. Yeah. Across the way, and we just we sat in the field for an hour, just watching them, and just you know the maj- majesticness of them just running across the field, and just watching nature. It's just it's brilliant, isn't it? But um, on the, on the flip side, you know squirrels, badgers, you know the, the little pests. You the know? vermin. <laughs> Quite, yeah. Quite happily, pop one of them off.
1: <laughs> I can think of <laughs> the same of other people in society, but you know, we're not allowed to do that.
0: No, exactly. No, yeah. <laughs> we'll to... I think they're doing that at the moment, with the lockdown. but it is. Social cleansing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, try, I try not. To, I'm trying to keep my podcast COVID nineteen th- free, <laughs> so at least yep. people have to listen to it. But I tell you something. It is so difficult. Yep. Yeah. Now, there's going to be some.
0: It is. I, I,
1: Go ahead, mate. Go on. Sorry, we're being, I forgot what we're going to say. we have been too polite to each other. <laughs> I have this every time. We are. I, I reckon it's some English yeah. thing.
0: Of course, yeah, it is. It's you know the manners, isn't it? How we're brought up and we're brought up to listen and then obviously respond to what's going on around us. So it is. It's definitely an English thing.
1: one oh, hundred and
0: Yorkshire as well. We've got, we've got, we've got good manners up in Yorkshire.
1: Yorkshire. Oh my God, <laughs> your tea is yeah. awful. Tea? have you not had Yorkshire tea? I have. It's horrible. No, it's not. It's the
0: water <laughs> you use down there. It's just soft water.
1: <laughs> Mate, I'm, I'm an Earl Grey man myself. Uh, or jasmine tea. You're probably going to with some ponce or something in a minute.
0: I'm going to say, that's too that's too posh for me. Earl Grey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Tarquin. Oh, Let's get
0: a cup of tea. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. Um, obviously, you were talking earlier, and do you... Have done like an axe throwing course, you said.
0: Ah, yeah, um with the scouts. um You must do that with the scouts. Yeah, you see, I got the qualification for scouts so that I could then uh, instruct and teach kids. um You know, and I was axe throwing session type thing, and it, it's basically just going through uh, the motions of how to handle an axe, uh, how to control an environment type thing, um little tips and tricks, and then obviously keeping everybody safe and. You know, making sure that people got the right footwear and that kind of thing to do axe free because if one drops out of the board, the tree, whatever you're throwing at, you know, you could lose a tour.
1: No flip flops.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> which someone apparently when we went there, the guy that um, was instructing us and teaching us how to become instructors, he told us of someone going turning up in flip flops. He just turned the background and said, "Get here, can and go on." <laughs>
1: God. Yeah. This is what we're dealing with, though, isn't it? Yeah. Just, some people do not do not have common sense.
0: No, that's it. I mean, common sense is—you can't buy it, can you? Um, and it's, it needs to be learned. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, my—I was raised just by my mother, and um, she taught me a lot of things about common sense. But um I learned a lot of common sense things as well in scouting when I was a kid. Mm. You know, you know, it's just simple knot tying and. You know, discipline and looking after your kit, and, you know, that sort of thing. It's just, it's embedded in me now.
1: I'll tell you something, mate, the one thing that stood out to me there was discipline. You know, self-discipline, yeah. as in, you know, I don't really want to do this, but I need to do this. And discipline, yeah. you know, in the way of having respect for others as well, is something that's definitely missing.
0: Oh, it is not it's This day and age, it's teenagers ex- uh, now, it's, just, it's so difficult for them. Because they're not brought up the same way that we were. You know, they've got too much technology in their lives and so much online bullying and God knows what going on. It's it's ridiculous for them. They've got too I mean, much to occupy the time. Yeah, got too much to occupy the time.
1: Uh, it's, it's things, though. I think they lose their cre- creativity as well through, you know, being plugged with this social media, TV, YouTube. You know, they lose their, you know, freedom of thought just to, like, you know, when you're sat there thinking, especially when you're camping, your mind just yeah. drifts off. I don't think it's the same. No, it's
0: it's not. You know, when you you sat and vacantly staring at a screen, it, you know, you, there's no stimulation there, is there? Um, no. I watch I watch a lot of YouTube. Um, as I said before, I'm watching English Woodsman, Hairs Outdoors, uh, Ash Outdoors, uh, Bushcraft Basics with Ben. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are watching. And you know I, I was watching them for ideas, for you know, for searching certain bits of kit that I wanted to buy, and it's brilliant for that sort of thing. But if it, mm. you let it take over, if you let it take over, you know, you are just sat there, numb, so to speak, staring blankly at a screen.
1: That just is absorbing it.
0: Yeah, it's just.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent, mate.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, that's what my eldest son's like. <laughs> oh, it's just.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: We, I know what you mean. We we made mistakes with him and, you know, we admit that. But, you know, he's, he's a brilliant kid now. Just, he doesn't like going outside. He's so pasty. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's the thing, though, isn't it? It's, yeah. your, you know, understanding your weaknesses and understanding your strengths. You know, everyone says play to your strengths. Yeah. Don't. Play to your weaknesses. Make your weaknesses your strengths.
0: Exactly, yeah. You've got to take your, your weaknesses head on, haven't you? Um, going back then, um you mentioned I was an for an instructor, but I'm also a, a climbing instructor now. And the reason I wanted to get into climbing is because my eldest daughter, Ellie, uh, we took her on, mm. on club camp and we went climbing and literally she got one handhold above and not even to my eye level because she was so small at the time. She was only eight years old and she started crying and she was so petrified and it was, it was heart wrenching. And then, yeah. Um, watching her then, you know, I left and I, I didn't leave her, but you know, we, I went up to Black Hills again where we do the, the climbing. And a couple of my friends were there, Steve and Beth, and they were running a climbing session. And they invited Ellie to go along. And then they got Ellie to climb all the way to the top of the wall. And it was yeah, what, it's
1: conquering that fear. Yeah,
0: watching that transition in Ellie. You know, where, where she was just paralyzed with fear, clinging onto the wall. To high in the instructor right at the very top of the wall, it was just brilliant, and it, it inspired me to go out and do that. So I thought, look at the difference it's made to my daughter. Look, you know what difference can I make then to other children by encouraging them in the same way?
1: Yeah, it's not about sitting in comfy corner. You know, it's about pushing yourself. You know, as you said, Ellie didn't. Or wouldn't climb this wall, yeah, because she was petrified by fear. But she then went on to conquer her fear. You know, she broke through that fear bubble. She did, and now she can do it.
0: Yeah, it's funny you mentioned the fear bubble. I've uh, recently listened to Ant Middleton's book, "The Fear, ah. the fear Bubble," <laughs> and you, yeah, you know, and that's inspired me again. Um, and using the techniques that he teaches you in that does work. You know, and taking yourself oh, out taking mate. yourself out of them situations. Um, but one of the things that I say to Ellie and of course other kids in scouting now is when they get that feeling in the stomach. You know, that gut wrenching feeling before you do something. I tell yeah. I tell them that that's a sign that an adventure's about to begin. And you know Yeah, it's just like
1: rewiring your brain.
0: Yeah, I says and that that feeling then is just telling you to get ready. Because you're gonna have oh, fun
1: exactly, mate.
0: And then of course They all then make that first step, that first leap, whether it be another handhold or whether it be picking up an axe or a rifle, a bow and arrow or lighting a fire for the first time. They all make that first step after you've said something quite inspiring to them then and it's brilliant to watch.
1: That's the thing though, so this whole cascading of knowledge, you know, you've, you know, cascaded your knowledge to these kids. Yeah. These kids are going to remember that and when they become your age they're going to pass it down again hopefully. And you know through this positive message we can all spread. Yeah. We should, you know, have it all back to how it should be.
0: Yeah, definitely I mean again going back to when I was in scouting I can still remember uh, all my scout leaders and funnily enough when I first got back involved in scouting although I don't live in the same area anymore. I went back to my roots because they were still involved. You know, the people that were yeah. my leaders and my instructors and, and people that I were even in scouts with was, were still there. So it's, you know, I mean, the group I'm working with at present, the guy there, Craig, he's been involved in scouting the entirety of his life. He's, he's 40, not next year. Yeah, next year, I believe. He's 40 next year and he's been in, in scouting his entire life. And that's how good it is. It, it, it's either you love it or you hate it with scouting.
1: Yeah, as I said, I didn't scout as a kid, yeah. um, I did Army Cadets. But it was exactly the same, so I 100% you know, import anybody out there who has children yeah. to get their kids involved in something like this.
0: Exactly, yeah, Army Cadets. I looked at Army Cadets as well uh, when I was a kid, but it were a little bit too far from where I lived. Uh, and, yeah. and the scouting one was literally top of the road and across the other, another road, whereas the Army Cadets were a little bit further away. Um, but you know, I always wanted to to be in the army um, for the uniform. The uniform just looks phenomenal, doesn't it,
1: <laughs> mate? The new, i tell you, something, the new MTP is not as comfy as it looks. Is it not? <laughs> no, it is not. Yeah. It is not. But at least we'd have to iron creases, or at least my unit doesn't. We'd have to iron creases down the front of our trousers. And you know, we've got desert boots now, so no bullying of boots anymore. Yeah, it's completely different to what I was. You know, when I was younger. Yeah, it's completely different.
0: Again, again, it's so regimented as well. Um, the the site that I volunteer at, um, the scout site, allow mm. um, army cadets and, and things to come up sometimes. And there's a group um, that's running in Bradford, and it's uh, called Camo Crew. So it, yeah. it's kind of a mixture between army cadets and scouting. And I always like that they always look so regimented. Uh, you know,
1: it's a uniform, you know, sense of belonging.
0: Yeah, it's, and and it's, it's brilliant because you, you know you'll watch them and they'll be doing, they'll be doing drills, uh, and the monkey bars. Instead of using the monkey bars as as we do in scouting, where you come underneath and you swing from arm to arm, they'll be climbing on top of them and crawling across them, and and it, it just excited me a little bit when I was watching them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, no, mate. Honestly, I do think like the Army Cadets like, sparked that in me to you know continue into the military and further life. Yeah. You know, I can't dedicate my whole life to it, but I can dedicate you know a good twenty percent of my life, you know, at this moment in time to it. Yeah, and definitely all the school, all the you know skills, life lessons, and you know discipline that's been taught to me through it does help.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, like you've just hit in skills. That's uh, one of the hashtags that Scouts use. It's a uh, hashtag Skills for Life. And you know
1: that's, that's what it is. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's exactly what we teach. It might be some something simple like make, teaching a child to make a cup of tea or to make a meal for two people, you know. But it's a skill for life. You teach them when they're young, and they'll they'll flourish when they're older.
1: Exactly. You know. Also, you said you've got. Um, you know, you're not at full capacity at the minute, like you said earlier on. Yeah, yeah. You know, why do you think that is?
0: Um, I, th- I think scouting got. Uh, a bad name in the like late nineties, didn't it, and early two thousands? You know, people signified it with religion. Um, you know, mm. with and the dib dib dip dob dob dob. You know, even though that went out in the seventies, it's still frequently used. When you see I mean, some, you find someone in a uniform, you'll find somebody that wants to take the Mickey out of them by doing the dib 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 dob dob dob. But um, it's not all about religion. There's that many different laws and promises now for people of different faiths um yeah you know we've got um a muslim prayer a muslim promise sorry we've got an atheist promise you know it's not about religion it's it's just about a movement getting you out enjoying life teaching you new skills hashtag skills for life
1: exactly mate um you know, even when we attest now into the reserves, you're given different options depending on your faith. You know, if you're atheist, Church of England, yeah. Muslim, you know, there's something out there for everyone. You know, every single organisation, yeah. company and person is pretty tolerant of everything now.
0: Yeah, and, you know, that's another good thing about scouting there. You know, they've allowed girls into scouting since uh, 1990, I believe. And, mm. you know, and not every organisation is Guides and stuff don't allow men in, but scouts allow girls in. And, you know, it's that diversity that we get from having girls and boys together is brilliant.
1: What also teaches people, you know, to behave around people who are different to them? Yeah. It makes people more tolerant of each other.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, we, you know, we're not discriminating in any way in scouting or anything like that. We have to... um, you know, we accept everybody. You know, regardless of any sort of race, religion, creed, whatever. You know, even disabil- mm. even disabilities. You know, we we've, we take children on with disabilities. Um, ADHD is one of the, the hot ones at the moment. It's quite difficult to deal with. And um, but, um I mean, I work for the ambulance service as well. And um, so, yeah, so so we're quite diversely trained in dealing with things like that as well. So.
1: Well, this is like the hot thing about, you know, scouting, you know, all these volunteer organizations, yeah. you know, through the skill set of all these volunteers like yourself, you know, like other people out there, you know, that impacts the organization so much and it helps them, you know, it is their strength.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, every, every leader that you come across has all got a different skill set Um, where, you know, mines, the outdoors, the bushcraft, the starting the fires, you know, the adventurous kind of things give me a pen and paper and I'm useless, you know, I, I can't, mm. you know, I, I can't do the crafty side of things, which is another skill that we teach in scouting.
1: <laughs> so the on them,
0: on them days, I'm just a tidier upper, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, everybody, you know, we all come together. We've all got different skills. Um, Liana, who I used to work with in one of the club groups, you know, she was very, very creative, very crafty, and she'd do all that kind of thing. And then I'd be, you know, leading the games or or whatever. And we, we all just sort of bounced off each other, all brought a different set of skills to the table. And, you know,
1: it, it just worked. Oh, fantastic, mate. Um, obviously, if anybody out there wants to find out anything more about yourself, about the scouts, anything like that, you know, where, where would they yeah. go? You know, what, what should they do? You know, if you, you, you just Google Scouts, um, you know,
0: it's a, it's a worldwide organisation, Is scouting. Um, and if you want to get involved in it, you know, Google Scouts, put in your postcode and it'll bring you up your local group. Um, kids are um, accepted at the minute from six years old all the way through to adult life. Um, so six to eight year old is for beaver age. Um, eight to ten and a half is cub age and ten and a half to 14 scouts. After that, become as explorers and then young leaders. Um, but find again, you know, just Google it, get yourself out there, and you know, why not give it a go yourself? Volunteer, it's brilliant. Best volunteer job oh, in the mate,
1: world. Yeah, it's such such a good thing to definitely plug in this podcast. Yes, that was a shameless plug, yeah. but it is one hundred percent a worthwhile <laughs> opportunity. Talk about shameless plugs, though. You know, where can you know people find out more about yeah. you?
0: About me? Uh, well, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, um, all under my real name, which is Scott Dalton. Um, and obviously, I'm on YouTube as well as Oscar Outdoors, uh, which going back. Uh, the name there was derived from my son Oscar, who sadly passed away. But it's an anagram as well for outdoor survival, camping activities, and reviews. Which is exactly what I do on the channel.
1: Mate, <laughs> yeah, you just blind my mind. Um, I did not spot that, but if other people have, they are far cleverer than me.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just. It was something that happened. I was talking to my wife about it, and I, I said to my wife, she "says I want to call it." Oscar Outdoors. And she's like, why? And I'm like, you know, it's a tribute to Oscar. You know, he was a part of us, so I want him to be remembered in a different way. And then I said, oh, she said, what are you going to do? I said, Outdoors. And I went, and like survival and camping. I went, oh, I'm O-S-C. That's the first three letters of Oscar. Yeah. And then I'm like, what can I have for, what can I have for A? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. So it was like, <laughs> oh, we do activities with the, with the clubs and the Scouts, so I'll put that in. <laughs> And they were like, oh, I'll do some reviews of like gear while I'm there as well. So it, I just spelled his name and it was it just all sort of fit into place. It was like meant to be.
1: Oh mate. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um last final question for you whilst you're on here. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah. as I said before, it's something we're gonna start do doing with every guest from now on. But as your first, so I'll go easy on you. How okay. are you incorporating <laughs> the outdoors and your love of it into your everyday life?
0: Oh, that's such a difficult question. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, I always, always think about what I'm going to be doing next, you know, the outdoors. And even when I'm at work, as I said before, I work for the ambulance service while you're out driving around and, you know, looking for spots to go on wild camp, um, just while you're driving around on the, you know, aimlessly thinking about things like that. And I incorporate a lot of it in my own work as well. You know, I work for the ambulance service. It brings out a better person in me being outside, and it, of course, it comes across that way as well. But what a difficult question! That
1: was. <laughs> Mate, you could you no, know, you could listen f- from now on and hear what other people's responses are. I guarantee we're going to get a yeah. different answer for each individual person. But it is interesting yeah. to hear what people think to that question. What, no, what myself? Yeah. You know, I incorporate the outdoors, you know, in my everyday life through the similar thing as you. You know, I'll be sat there at work. I work in an office as my nine to five, and I'll be there like, you know, I really fancy going away this weekend. Where shall I go? And you know, that spark lights in my head, and you know, I start doing it. But the same thing is, I did to the army reserves. I spend most of my time outside, so it's definitely something we can all incorporate into our lives.
0: Exactly, yeah. I mean, just looking out your window or just climbing up the nearest hill to your house and just looking out and finding, you know, say, uh, a patch of forest land or something like that, I'm thinking, I want to know what's there. Finding it on a map, working out where it is, get yourself there.
1: Exactly, mate. You know,
0: it might be private land, so be careful.
1: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, do a buy, (laughs) like, full disclaimer here, do a buy by local bylaws. But if you don't, don't tell us but honestly, mate, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, we've been on talking for quite a while. We definitely ran away for ourselves, but it's been an absolute pleasure.
0: No, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. I was a little bit apprehensive, uh, but as you said, I listened to Ash last week and I have really enjoyed it. It's just been like having a, a chat with you, mate. So thank you very much for that. Now,
1: that is the name of the game with this podcast. It's just, you know, a friendly chat with some people out there who've got interesting stories and to share it with people. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, there's plenty more stories. Maybe we could do another podcast in the future.
1: I'm definitely quite happy (laughs) to have any of my guests I've had on before back on, because once you've had them on once, they can come on again and again. Life does not stop.
0: It's easy. Exactly. Yeah, And of course, we'll be all getting up to more and more things as lockdown's lifted. So we'll have more and more to talk about as well.